Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. of The Athletic is with us now. He's our Blues Insider, and he's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, JR. How you doing? Good morning, good morning. That's bummer news uh, with uh, Wainwright, son of a gun. That'd be a great uh, aspect of opening day with him on the mound, and I guess uh, he's going to miss a little time, huh? Yeah, groin injury, and I would think at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, that is a bummer. Hey, you did such a great piece on the Blues putting together the tribute video for David Braun, and by the way, Blue Note Productions and our buddy Trevor Nickerson and Chris Pinker, that that whole gang, they do such cool work. But then you got to see it behind the scenes. What was that like? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I've been friends with uh, Trevor and some of the people in that department for quite a long time, and I'm always uh, just wowed by what they do. Uh, You you go to every single event, whether it be a a signing, a press conference, a game, and they just have cameras everywhere. And, you know, these days, as you guys well know, Brooke knows, they got the specialty cameras that give you the slow-mo highlights so on and so forth. So I've always wanted to sit down with those guys and see how they work. It's it's really interesting. So I was able to do that a week or so ago, go down there twice and, and sit in the editing room and, and watch them put together the David Perron video and just the cuts, the edits, what music hits with what highlight, when do you bring in the play-by-play announcer, so on and so forth. It was a thrill to sit there and watch them do their magic. But then the biggest thrill to actually be in the building when it comes up on the Jumbotron, Randy, and see David Prawn's reaction to all the hard work that they put in was just uh, incredible. Yeah, I don't think people realize just how quickly that all comes together, too, and how many people it takes. Well, J.K., I was going to—I was meant to say, I talked to J.K. earlier about this, and I wanted to get your take on it. I know that they're coming off of a loss, but still, you've seen some recent success with this line combination that Baruby has kind of come up with. What do you think about— the line staying the same moving forward next season, or do you foresee some changes? Yeah, he talked yesterday, Brooke, about just experimenting down the stretch here and, and seeing what works. And so I think uh, what we'll see tonight in Detroit, it looks like Jake Neighbors will be on that top line with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. It looks like you'll have uh, Buchnevich centering that third line, Blay on one side, Kapanen on the other. Uh, and then uh, on that other line, you're going to see uh, Vrana on the right side. He's been playing primarily the left side uh, with the Blues since he came over, but uh, Craig Bruby said yesterday at practice he wants to see what he looks like on the right side. So, you know, maybe if they get into a groove and play well, you might see the same lines for a couple of games, but I think down the stretch these last 10 or so, it'll be more about experimenting. Have you talked to Pavel Buchnevich and even Baruby about him staying in that position moving forward? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, not so much uh, Pavel, but uh, talking to Bruby, he really likes him at center. He really likes that 200-foot game. And, you know, I know that uh, they're going to work on the face-offs, and they have gotten better. Uh, but I just think with his all-around game and, and how he's developed it over the past couple of years, I remember when I wrote the story about him coming to St. Louis, I talked to his coach uh, with the Rangers at the time, David Quinn, and he said that uh, this is a guy who's reaching – that prime of his career, he can be that type of player. And so I think when you lose a Ryan O'Reilly, if you can plug in a guy who gets after it at both ends like Buchnevich, it's definitely worth taking a look at. And so I think that's why where we'll see him uh, down the stretch. JR, you've been around Brew before a while now. What has his mood been like the last couple of weeks? 
It's actually been really good, Kerry. And, you know, I think when I say that, I want to be clear here that he is ultra competitive, always wants to win. He's always trying to, you know, make any sort of move, change, whatever that's going to help the team win. But at the same time, he understands the situation that the Blues are in. He really does. So uh, what I see Kerry and Craig Berube postgame is a guy who's lamenting mistakes, uh, bummed out that, you know, uh, it didn't get fixed or, or go a different direction. And uh, But then you keep hearing what he's saying is uh, we want to teach. We want to teach, teach, teach. And then the next day you show up at practice and they're hammering home a point that Craig Berube was talking about the night before that they didn't do so well. So, you know, I know there's people who uh, love Craig Berube, want him to continue to be the coach of this team. There's others who say uh, maybe not so. Uh, but just uh, as a person who's down there at the rink watching the games, watching the practices, uh, he's really hammering a lot of these points home and trying to get this team better. Does it feel like there's more buy-in now as it as it as opposed to what it was earlier in the season? Well, I suppose the only thing with that is the circumstances are so completely different that you know, you know, are you, are they buying in? Are they doing the things that he's saying? Well, yeah, because they want to be part of of getting this thing turned around. I don't think any of them want to be uh, doing this still in two or three years you know they want to show Doug Armstrong and show Craig Berube that hey we can we can get back in this you know let's let's look at the roster next year if we need to add or uh, do something to the roster to make us better that's what we want to do and you know I think the other part of that is you bring in a couple guys like Rana and Kapanen who are hungry and they start to play well well now all these guys who are in the system and thought they might have a spot this year or next year and now those spots are getting gobbled up, they've got to play better if they want to be in the lineup. So I, I think that kind of changes the element of the situation, too. JR, do you think the Blues' opinion of Jake Neighbors has changed at all because of the injuries that he's dealt with this season? Yeah, I'm going to write up a little bit about him, I think, uh, for tomorrow uh, fairly soon. I talked to Craig Bruby about him yesterday. I don't think the injuries change anything. I just think the fact that you know you're talking about a prospect who – uh, past couple of years, you know, he's with the Blues. Then he's down in junior, Randy, and then he comes up, and, and just about the time they, they make the trades with uh, O'Reilly and Tarasenko, there's going to be some opportunity for Jake, and then he has the upper body injury. You know, Jake said yesterday, and Kerry, you've probably heard this a million times, he said the best ability in the world is to, to be uh, availability, and uh, he's got to be available. So uh, he's looking forward to getting on that line tonight with uh, Kairou and Thomas. Yesterday, Randy, he was talking about uh, he can be that forechecker. He can help create uh, for that line. And, and big picture, I asked Craig Bruby yesterday, do you still see him as a potential top six guy? Is he a top nine guy? Where do you see Jake Neighbors in the future? And Craig Bruby said, you know, he's got to show that. That development's got to be there. If he can be a finisher, if he can put in goals around the net because, uh, you know, he doesn't have the distance game, he's not going to one-shot offense you, uh, then he can be that top six player still is what Craig Brewery believes. And he, he's already going to be 21 next week, so we better start picking it up. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> isn't that? Sometimes you sit here and you, you think about these guys and, hey, what's going on? I remember when Clint Costin was nineteen twenty, people were saying, come on, what is taking so long? <laughs> uh, and then there we were a couple years later, and you know he didn't quite still develop at that point. But, but it is amazing when you think about a guy like Jake Neighbors, who we've been talking about for a couple of years only being 21. That kind of reminds me of what Barovi kind of said to Robert Thomas prior to him getting that big contract, right? Yeah, it really does. And I think that uh, you look at a guy like Robert Thomas, Brooke, who you know that uh, when he came in the league, he had a lot of success in, in junior hockey and then, of course, wins the Stanley Cup that first year with the St. Louis Blues. I mean, it's nothing but experience. 
with him. But even him moving forward, look, you don't have a turn turn your shoulder and there's Ryan O'Reilly. And and I think that uh, Robert Thomas is kind of going through that now and, and realizes this is a big opportunity for him to step forward and be a, a leader on this team. And, and then when you look at uh, him, what is he, 24? Like that's that's uh, other than the, the elder statesmen like the Fox and the uh, Shans and those types of guys. I mean, that's like an older kid now uh, in terms of Robert Thomas where he's at. So pretty amazing. Connor McDavid coming out with some comments about the World Baseball Classic and how he would like to see that for hockey. Hockey hasn't had a best-on-best tournament since 2016 with World Cup of Hockey in Toronto. What are your thoughts on that, and do you think that would be really helpful for growing the game? Because, of course, you had the 2018 Olympics and then you had 2022, but they were prohibited from participating. For sure, for sure, for sure. It's so disappointing. And I realize, you know, what the league and and what the owners – will tell you it's hard to build it into the schedule uh, in the NHL. It's just so disappointing. If you forget about all that for a minute, you know, the fact that you could have some of these young players like McDavid go through the the big portion of their career, even the prime of their career, and only play in in one Olympic or, uh, you know, not play in in these World Cup of Hockeys because the NHL and the Players Association couldn't get together and, and, and have it, you know, just because of their disagreements in the past, getting the CBA together, so on and so forth. So I think we will have a World Cup of Hockey, but it looks like it's been put off a couple of years. Uh, but you have to have it. I think any, any situation where you're looking at lost revenue for the league or potential injuries for some of these guys, and then they have to come back to their NHL teams, it's more than made up for it with the eyes that get on uh, the game when you're talking about uh, all the world's best players involved. So definitely have to do it. And the World Baseball Classic is the prime example. JR, one last thing. Going back to the videos the teams make, you think the Sabres made one for, for Yarrow Halak? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He was there for five days and didn't play a game for him. I didn't know if they, if they had a, enough video of him. Yeah, and then on the reverse of that, Randy, uh, something that I didn't put in the story just because I couldn't nail it down, but David Prawn's been back three times, and I think that was the first video they had for him. I just think because of the uh, circumstances, whether the team he went to, whether it be Pittsburgh or Anaheim or Edmonton, you know, maybe they didn't come back and play the Blues that year, but you think about coming back three times, uh, there could have been a situation where you had three welcome back videos. Right. But, uh, but just, just the one, and it was a good one. It was fantastic. And a great piece. We advise everybody, if they haven't subscribed to The Athletic, to to do so. Kerry, one more thing. JR, did you fill out a bracket? Are you are you in tune to the NCAA tournament? I did. I did, Kerry. I did two of them. And, oh, my gosh, it was toast. I know everybody talks about that. <laughs> oh, I, you know, my bracket's done with. But, I mean, wasn't it more so this year than any other year? I mean, it was just like I don't even felt like I got to the second round where I cared about my bracket. Yeah, it, it was really bad. Randy made a comment earlier. You are more likely to be the president of the United States than to fill out a perfect bracket. Yes. Yeah. And it's been proven, I guess. <laughs> it's the worst situation, too, because who's in your bracket? It's always going to be your buddies in your bracket, right? So I'll just be working on a blue story. All of a sudden, I get a text message. Hey, looking at the standings here, like, what were you thinking when you filled this thing out? <laughs> exactly. JR, have a great day. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. That's our letter from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN.